Welcome to Mindless, a semi-serious podcast where two friends try to figure out how to be mindful, manifest their best lives, and love themselves. My name is Lorena Schutt. And I'm Kelly Niner. Join us while we try to figure out how to be more and mind less. Hello, beautiful. Hello, my angel. How are you? Um, I'm pretty good. Yeah. It's a beautiful fucking day. It's, it's gorgeous. gorgeous outside. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It genuinely is. It's one of those ones, too, where I was uh, on my walk over here. It said it was like negative two degrees. Um, but because there's no wind, which it's, in Edinburgh is very like rare. rare. Yeah. Um, like I got halfway through the meadows and I was absolutely boiling. I took my sweater off, undid my jacket. I was like, look at me in negative two degree weather. Yeah. So Scottish. I mean, <laughs> you're going to be a British citizen soon. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, I guess this is the announcement that will do that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, I mean, well, no, by the, by the time this one goes live, I will, will be. be a British I was citizen. Just about to ask. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, hi y'all. I'm one of you now. <laughs> it only took, uh, uh, what, like eight and a half years. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. Whatever. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm glad it's finally happening. Um, makes things so much easier for you. Oh, so much easier. Cool. So we're recording this like three weeks ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So this is going live. Today should be the 13th if we're right on time, which I hope we will be. We've been good. We've been good. We've been yeah. on top of we're it. Gonna, otherwise, I'm going to chase you and kick your butt. No, I know. I trust you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, so tomorrow's Valentine's Day, which I've never celebrated in my life. I don't really no. care. Well, because Jamie's <laughs> always away. Like, I think he's been home for one Valentine's Day yeah. in the entire... And it's also like, it's such a commercial, like, holiday. Like, it's not, like, it's only to make money, really. I think the one time he was home, we basically just used it as an excuse to go to our favorite restaurant. Yeah. Which, like, we would do anyways, because we have date nights regularly anyways. Yeah. So. It's just important. Aw. So, Speaking of which. Yeah. <laughs> the topic for today is very timely because of Valentine's Day and what you just said about, like, regular date nights. Very important for a healthy relationship, isn't it? Yes, very much. Um... Yeah, in this episode, we're going to talk about romantic relationships, and specifically, we're going to talk about how to manifest them, mm. how to really create them, um, and we're going to base this off our personal experience, where we come from very different side. We're going to talk about it after the intro, so not going to get into detail here, and um, we're going to talk about the importance of self-love and self-worth with it. We're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about states and self-concept. Yeah, how living in a, uh, being in a state of fear will affect all of this. And a state of love mm-hmm, mm-hmm, on the mm-hmm. opposing end. We're going to talk about opening your heart. Um, being vulnerable and authentic. All kinds of stuff. It's a very good conversation. And I'm also going to preface this by saying that um, we did a little experiment this time where we did go live on Clubhouse. Um, we don't have a separate Clubhouse account for our podcast because right now it's invite only anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, we're just going to probably do this going forward and have live conversations of our podcast recordings on Clubhouse um, so go follow both of us. We're going to 
put our names in the description below. And yeah, hopefully you'll enjoy this episode. Yeah. We're going to get right into it. Let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about how to create and manifest romantic relationships. Um, The actual episode, uh, the edited version, is only going to go live in three weeks or so. Around Valentine's Day, I think. We planned this. (laughs) Almost like we did it on purpose. (laughs) But yeah, let's dive into it. I'm really excited for it. It's a very popular, popular topic. Everybody wants love. Our our manifestation episodes always do the best. Mm -hmm. We all really like figuring out how to make shit happen. (laughs) I mean, we do too. Hence why we're here. (laughs) Beautiful. So um, I think it's an interesting one as well because um, we both come from very different perspectives or life experiences. Let's put it that way. I've basically been single my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, And Kelly's been in a very serious relationship, marriage actually, for (laughs) a third of their life. Well, yeah, Jamie and I have been together since 2009 and married since 2012 yeah so yeah so i'll be curious to see we've not um really made notes for this we've not scripted anything out we're literally going to have a conversation that we've never had before Mm -hmm. but we're just gonna have it live and i'm really um curious to see how our perspectives are gonna intersect because i i do think there will be quite a few similarities despite our different life experiences oh 100 percent. yeah that's usually what happens (laughs) amazing um so yeah, let's start off by, well, let's start with you because I know I always talk about manifestation and literally manifesting relationships, especially specific people is my number one question area all the time. Uh, so I'm curious to see what your perspective on it is about like manifestation when it comes to romance and relationships. Um, so it's obviously, it's a bit different for, for me because I work more with the craft and, um, my version, I think of manifesting Jamie has a lot more to do with kind of understanding and being in a place where you're ready to receive the things Mm -hmm. that you know that you deserve. Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time when I met him, I had just very recently, pretty much like a couple of months earlier, um, come out of a incredibly toxic and very um, mentally and verbally abusive relationship uh, of four years. And the that kind of happened because I had come over to Scotland to do a semester at the University of Edinburgh. And, you know, being 35... A hundred miles away from a person who continuously gaslights you so that they can keep control of you um, means that I was finally in a position to kind of see that all of the things he had been telling me that I wasn't deserving of love, that I didn't deserve anything more than what he was giving me, was actually completely incorrect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that people thought I was... Um, like a fun person to be around, uh, funny, smart, attractive. Um, and seeing that reflected back to me for the first time gave me a sense of confidence in myself that I'd never felt before. It was kind of like waking up to myself, really. Yeah. And after that happened, I very shortly after met Jamie. 
Yeah. And um, we fell in love very fast and very hard. Um, we'd only really been dating for about a month before uh, we decided to give long distance a go. Because <laughs> I had to move back to the States. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it started for me. Yeah. Um, and I really think that for me, the the power was in finally getting to a space where I understood what it was that I deserved and what my my right to that was worthiness yeah being able to actively claim something like that um and I think I think that's so important there's a line from a book called the perks of being a wallflower Mm -hmm. that says we only accept the love that we believe we deserve yeah um and that just is always bouncing around in my head because I think that's so so accurate and that really that that quote also kind of really um, resonates with that time period in my life because I was finally ready to accept. Allow it in. Abundance, yeah. overabundance even. Like, yeah. yeah. And before that, I genuinely, um, the love I thought I deserved was less than minimal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that so much. <laughs> and as I thought, I think our perspectives are pretty much going to, match up here because what you said was basically that it started with you it started with what you thought you deserved your perception of yourself it started with who you saw yourself as and once that shifted you were finally ready to allow in what you deserved all along and you just weren't aware of it yeah um and that's what I always like to say to people because this is like such a touchy subject for so many and um, so many people want to manifest a romantic beautiful relationship but often it's coming from a place of desperation or wanting to wanting something external something outside of you Mm -hmm. to fulfill you a hundred percent and this is not well you need to source it from within first so you can really allow it in it's okay to want it like we all desire human connection in some shape or form like for some people it might not be a romantic relationship it might not be like a loving union for some people it might be but we all desire we all need physical touch we all need um, beautiful human interactions. We all need strong relationships. It's stuff that we really deserve and we we really need. So it's not it's not bad to want that. No, when, I don't think it's it's not selfish either. No, it's yeah. not. But there's often this connotation that if we say source it from within first, well, does does that then mean that I don't need or that I shouldn't want? relationships like this but that's not what's meant Mm -hmm. like there's not like two fields (laughs) either you externalize it or you completely do it internal what's important is it's okay to want it but you shouldn't need it you shouldn't rely on it a hundred yeah definitely I think what's key is exactly what you described it's kind of like that worthiness that I deserve this Um, And that's where self-love is so important for me. It's not necessarily necessary for manifestation, but to maintain that thing that you want, you do need to feel worthy of it. And you do need to know that it's coming from you, not to make anything happen on the outside, 
but just to realize that you are the most important person for yourself and whatever else falls away or it comes to you is kind of irrelevant like it's kind of like the icing on the cake but you are the cake mm -hmm. you know like it's a <laughs> <laughs> and what I also think is that what you were saying about um allowing it in it's about receptivity and I always like to see it as it's more like you're surrendering to what was yours all along it's more like a remembering rather than because often when we think about okay we change how we see ourselves we change our state we change our concept of ourselves in order that we can manifest the thing that we want But when we perceive it that way, it's still kind of like a means to an end. We're, mm. we're using it as a technique to make something happen outside of ourselves. But really, that's not what it's about. It's about landing in that place within yourself, for yourself. And then the rest just comes on top. Genuinely, yeah. And I think that's such an important aspect of it. Because at the points in my life that I when I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally did manifest that. It never felt forced. Yeah. It was always very um, natural, mm -hmm. like an organic mm -hmm. kind of like, like you said, things just started to fall into place and there wasn't really anything that I had to work really hard to line up. Do you know what I mean? Like it all just sort of flowed. Yeah. Um, and the only time I ever did feel forced was when I let my own ego get in the way. Mm -hmm. um, Jamie and I dated for about, I would say, like a month and a half when we first met. And then I had to fly back home. And I was on summer holiday. And we had planned to have a our first vacation together in New York City that summer. So he came over. We stayed a couple of nights at my parents' house in Maryland. And then we went up to New York City. And it was one of the best holidays I've ever had in my entire life. And very shortly after that, we said, I love you to each other. And Aww. that scared the fucking shit out of me. Because the last person I had said I love you to spent four years um, using my love for him to ensure that I stayed in a specific um vacuum of self-loathing because he knew it was easy to control me that mm -hmm. way because you were also like in that space right like you were in that state where you oh yeah no I was convinced I was garbage yeah. like and that and that yeah the love that he had to give to me was, the was genuinely the best thing that I could get And look um, what you have now. <laughs> jet, like, fool. Like, when I say that they're opposites of each other, <laughs> it's like the stark contrast. And yeah, I I kind of tried to break up with him shortly after we said the I love yous. And it was because the, the instinct to protect myself from that ever happening again was immediately like kicked all of my fight or flight instincts mm -hmm. into high high gear it was like you know you know what happened last time that you said these words you know what happened someone took all of that and they used it to like tie you up and completely immobilize yeah. you 
And that scared the shit out of me because I just gotten out of that. I didn't want to be back in that place again. So yeah, basically kind of tried to break up with him and like less than 24 hours later realized that wasn't what I wanted. And that when I really sat and listened to my heart of hearts and thought about it, you know, all of the what ifs about trying to like do this kind of relationship long distance, this intense, passionate thing at the end of the day, I knew that I would regret not trying more mm-hmm. than anything else, more than anything else that could have possibly come of it. Yeah. Um, it was worth the risk. Uh, like, no question yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I took a lot of notes. I know. <laughs> um, be- she got up immediately and ran and got up. <laughs> that was just because you touched on so so many important points and I don't want to lose any of them so I thought um I thought I'd make some notes for this whilst you were talking um so the first thing I want to say is you mentioned your ego and Mm. um I listened to a podcast the other week between Aubrey Marcus and Peter Crone Mm -hmm. both excellent fantastic um highly recommend um and And Peter Crone was basically speaking about, I forgot the exact quote and I don't want to butcher it, but he was basically speaking about the ego and that the ego's primary um, purpose or only purpose really is to be right. Mm. It only wants to be right. It gets so much validation from being right as well, doesn't it? Because if it's not right, if it's wrong, what's happening to the ego? It's going to die. Yeah, or it's almost like like the sense of purpose of the yeah. ego falls away if it's not right. <laughs> exactly, and that's essentially then the ego is kind of gone. So we tend to want to protect ourselves um, through familiarity. So we know something's not good for us. For example, with your um, abusive relationship that you were in, mm-hmm. you settled for that almost because it was also familiar. First of all, you didn't think you deserved better. Completely untrue, as you know now. Um, But also, like, it was familiar. So, like, although it was painful, you kind of knew what you were getting, Mm -hmm. which is obviously not good, but it's what we tend to do when we're in survival mode. Um, And I'm I'm not dissing the ego here because I do think having an ego is very important. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a sense of identity that's basically what it is um but it's it has its purpose this survival mode the state of fear has its purpose when we do need to fight for a survival so if somebody is like around the corner trying to kill you then you do need to go into survival mode otherwise you won't make it because your higher self being like but we're all one (laughs) yeah i mean like it's not going to be useful for you in that moment not in that situation However, we are so used to being in that survival mode at all times that when it's really not beneficial for us, we still tend to go back to that because uncertainty is really scary. And so like we don't know if we leave the familiar, we don't know where we're going to end up. So although the familiar contains pain, at least we know the pain. At least we know what it feels like. So we like it's manageable. 
Well, and the issue too with at least with my with my experience was I had asked a couple of people if they thought it was the right idea that I break up with him. Mm-hmm. And to everybody else, when you go, oh, I'm thinking about getting a relationship with someone who's 13 years older than me and 3,500 miles away for indefinite, indefinitely. Yeah. You know, all of the other 21-year-olds are going to be like, yeah, no, that sounds like not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. So again, like trying to get this validation from other people who like, they're, they're not in my heart. They don't yeah. know what I feel for this human. Of course they're going to say it's a bad idea, but also why do you need other people to validate you? Yeah. Essentially it's about like trusting yourself, right? Yeah. And at the end of the day, I realized I didn't, I didn't need other people to validate me. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't necessary at all. Yeah. And I think that's important as well. Like when, um, when people sometimes ask me, um, my friends say this and that, or like I've read this and that online about me wanting to manifest this special somebody, like very often it's a specific person, which we're going to get into later. Um, but like if you know that this is what you want, if, if you're certain that this is what you want, this is what you desire, why do you care what other people mm-hmm. say? First of all, other people are your mirror. Mm-hmm. They only mirror back the fears that you have within. Oh, yeah. So those people that were saying this is a bad idea, those were your fears. And they probably came from, like, the conditioning that you got from society. Like, you're not supposed to do it that fast or, like, I don't know, the age difference or whatever the fuck it is. But essentially, that's just a mirror of your fears. And you can choose to either give in to those fears and to say, well okay, then I won't trust myself and I will play it safe, go back into survival mode, not take a risk, not take the leap of faith. Or you can say, fuck what other people say. I, I see them. I see those fears. I acknowledge that they are kind of maybe a little bit affirming the fears that I already have, the doubts that I already have, but I can choose not to listen to that. Like the thoughts you have when you, have, when you try to manifest somebody like a relationship in general and you have negative thoughts come up and fears come up and doubts come up that is fine but you it's your choice to say I don't have to believe this I can have the doubts and I can have the fears and I can have those negative thoughts but I don't need to believe them that's my choice I can choose not to believe it well and we were kind of talking a bit about this before we started the the podcast the recording today as well um which is like if I do this, I do this thing where I, um, it's a, it's a practice of coping with my anxiety. Um, instead of thinking about all of the possibilities of the things that might happen if, if something doesn't work out, I think about genuinely what would be like the worst case scenario. And in this case scenario, it was, I mean, what I was thinking, and it was because this was leftover trauma from my past relationship was that because there was the distance, he would cheat on me. Mm Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that I genuinely trust Jamie. He's, yeah. given, he's given me no reason to distrust him. Um, so there's no like tangible proof of that. And also when you follow that through, it's like, okay, so then I've taken a leap of faith on something that could be fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. And that if it fails, it's because somebody's done something that doesn't make them a very good person. And it doesn't have anything to do with me. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, to not take it personally. I see that quite a lot as well in the manifestation community that um, because people know, okay, these other people are in my mirror um, and they are just like a projection of my fears, my insecurities or whatever. Um, there seems to be this internalization of, oh my God, this is my fault. Mm. Like kind of like an overanalyzing of like what's what's mirrored back to you and this like urge to control every tiny detail rather than just trusting the flow of it which is like what what you were just speaking about mm -hmm. with your example I was I was speaking earlier about it's more about remembering and like I like to say it's like peeling off the layers of the conditioning because if you really listen to your true self and we were speaking about this in one of our episodes about following your heart mm. like listening to your heart rather right. than to your mind is that if you really listen to your true self you know the answer yeah you know the answer and you can just like choose to go into that and to trust it and everything else on top like your fears are not really real they feel very real but actually it's just If you were like coming into this world as a newborn, you wouldn't have any fear. You would only have love and joy and innocence, you know, curiosity. Those would be the states that that you'd come into the world as with. There would be no fear. It's not mm -hmm. real. It's just like from conditioning, from experiences you've made, from beliefs and assumptions that you've taken on. So... Yeah, it's about it's just about going through that, acknowledging it and making sure you don't believe everything you think. And what I also wanted to say earlier, because you were speaking about the fact that once you dropped into that state of I deserve this, the relationship came. And before that, you had this abusive relationship that you didn't. Um, yeah, that was like painful abusive emotionally and physically but also I want to speak about relationships in general rather than mm. just the romantic ones because look at like the people you're surrounded with in general now you let all the love in in general and that's why it's so important that it comes from within rather than just like as a means to an end I want this specific person and that's what it's about that is not what it's about that's a bonus It's never about another person. It's always about you, 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 you. There is, um, my sister um, said something that I thought was really poignant, and this has just reminded me of it, which is um, when she was finishing up her um, master's degree at Johns Hopkins, she'd read something that said, that was along the lines of like, you're not looking for somebody to complete you or no, what was it? You're not looking for somebody who makes you happy. Mm -hmm. You're looking for somebody who helps perpetuate your happiness mm. and contributes to it. Yes. Because the idea of somebody making you happy is much more like codependent. You're like relying on that person for your happiness. Whereas if you're looking for someone to help perpetuate it or to like contribute to it, then you're understanding that the, the idea of a state of happiness comes from within. Yeah. It comes from you first. Yeah. And that's your responsibility to tend to that. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I quite, I quite like that. I like that too. And it's like, if you, if you look at that the other way around, if you have like a really beautiful relationship, but you can't value it because you're, you don't 
have that internal state of happiness or contentment rather if you're not at peace with yourself if you're not like if you're fearful all the time of everything um then regardless of what's going on around you no matter how beautiful it is you're not going to be able to appreciate it you're not you're not going to be at the end of the day it's all about perception right mm -hmm. it's all about how you look at the circumstances around you how you look at the feelings that crop up inside of you how you look how you look at the entire world and yourself because that's all your choice mm -hmm. i don't think manifestation is about control no i don't think it's about making stuff happen outside to make stuff happen outside it's about changing your perception of things and yourself and then the outside changes after that automatically but that's not the purpose mm -hmm. that's never the purpose if that's the purpose then you're still coming from fear then you're still trying to control something outside of yourself and you're not starting at the core and that might work but it's not you're not going to be able to maintain that yeah. because you're always going to be able to you're always going to source your happiness from outside of yourself And one thing could be shaky and it's going to crush you. Yeah. Essentially, like the thing that you said about, um, like that quote that you basically said from your sister, um, the word that came to me there was like wholeness. Hmm. It's basically if we think happiness is outside of ourselves, yes. in relationships or something else, that means we don't feel whole. We don't feel complete within ourselves. It's even like you even see it in like, romantic movies and stuff where it's like people saying you complete me or something or like my other half or something oh like God, this yeah and I and I hate that stuff specifically for that reason because it makes it sound like you're not enough yeah like so so what so and like it's sad when you really break it down you're like so what did you think about yourself before this person showed up yeah <laughs> like like not a lot apparently mm. <laughs> And it's also important to say that if that's true, that's not your fault. That's not your fault. No, that's no, okay. no. Because we do, as I said before, we do take on like these layers of conditioning from like society, from our surroundings, um, from our past. All of this stuff shapes us. So it's totally okay if that's the place you're coming from. And very often when we get onto this journey and when we want to manifest a romantic relationship, what we're actually looking for is validation mm -hmm. and that's okay too like it's okay to want a little bit of validation but then you need to eventually realize that who it really starts with is yourself and not only who it starts with but what's like the main thing like nothing else is necessary it's great but it's not necessary well and for me it always goes back to like Yeah, and not even just romantic relationships, but, like, all of my relationships, my relationship with you, my relationship with our other friends. But at the end of the day, like, all of that could crumble. Mm -hmm. I don't want it to, yeah. but it could, and it could all go away. And so for me, it's so fucking important to ensure that the person I'm left with, myself, is good company. <laughs> yeah. And that I'm not like, oh, no, I'm alone. And I hate the one person I have left to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Like that. knowing that, knowing that if it all did go away, I'll be, you know, like, be yeah, okay. it would suck, but I'll be all right yeah. because I've still got me. Yeah. Like, 
And that's the important thing because ev- like hate to say it, but everything's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Everything's gonna fade away eventually. This like this is all temporary. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you don't feel whole within yourself, then you're always gonna live in fear as well. You're always gonna be like, oh, what if this leaves me? Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna be able to appreciate what's in front of you. So yeah, like get settled within yourself enjoy your own company and what's also important here is if you're in that state of self-love let's say i'm having a hard time and i reach out to you for support and maybe you're having a hard time and maybe you'll you'll set a boundary with me maybe you'll say something like i'm really sorry i cannot hold space for you today can you ask anybody else if I have self-love, I'm not going to take that personally. I know, okay, that has nothing to do with me. That is um, just a boundary. And I will still be able, although I need support, I will still be able to hold space for myself in that moment. It won't like crush me, you know, that this person couldn't be there for me in that moment. And it's almost like because you have so much love for yourself, you're able to then see it in someone else who might not be able to give you what you need in that moment like it's more encompassing yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah I think it's so important not to take those things like personally as well because you said this earlier as well not to take stuff personally from your previous relationship for example um and again going to the manifestation community because it's often said like everything's your mirror which is the absolute truth we're like we're taking it personally because we think we're because we think it is personal because we are manifesting it so we think oh this is personal to me but it's not it's still not personal yes it's kind of your creation in that sense like the projection you're getting back is based on your perception but it's not personal to you in that it doesn't have to have value if you don't give it value exactly like nothing inherently has any meaning aside from the meaning you give it when i'm when i'm in a situation where my anxiety is much more manageable it's so much easier for me to be faced with an instance where i have fucked up and not take it personally because i can see it in the sense of like oh this person is actually just telling me how I can be better yeah and the best thing to do from this point forward is to be like oh my god thank you for pointing that out and also like it's in the past I can't change it (laughs) yeah and instead of so instead of seeing it as like oh this mistake I made is a value judgment on me and therefore makes me a bad person it's like no actually because I know I'm a good person I'm going to see how I can grow from this as best as I can because that's what my higher self would do yeah also, that goes on to, like, guilt doesn't help you grow. Guilt yeah. and shame do oh, not God, help you no. grow at all. No. So falling into that fucking pit hole is, like, what's the purpose? Yeah. Yeah, there is none. It's always about, like, the stories that we tell about the past. Um, Neville Goddard always said, like, always. He's not alive anymore. But he, he has this quote about um, if, you, if you're in regret and you're thinking that way about the past, like regretting something, being guilty, being shameful, kind of what you just Mm. pointed out, you're just reinfecting yourself with that state. 
move the fuck on. Like <laughs> the past is in the past. It's completely irrelevant. What you have power over is the story you tell about the past. The perception you have about the past, the most horrific thing can have happened. The most traumatic experience can have happened. That sucks. Those feelings you might carry with you, that emotional charge might be hard to deal with. But the story you tell about that incident, the perception you have of it is entirely yours. And just because something happened in the past doesn't mean you have to take it into the future with you or even the present. Like the reason we keep re-experiencing these, especially in romantic relationships, the, we, like usually we date the same person with a different face. That's what usually people do. I'm pretty sure do. like all of my partners have just been like, like almost like Pokemon where like I started <laughs> with like the one. Like an evolution. Yeah, literally. <laughs> like, and then like each one was just like, oh, because like I figured out what, what I didn't like about that one. So this one's like the next level up. But now I'm like, like this thing. Well, that's going to be the quote for this episode. (laughs) All my partners have been like Pokemon. (laughs) I'm not even that kind of a nerd, but I'm really glad I was able to like slip that in there for all of (laughs) y'all. But yeah, that's absolutely true. Like usually we um, date the same person with a different face until we break the pattern. Until we break the pattern. And and this is how you also know the person doesn't really matter. It's not really about the person, which is why it's entirely possible to manifest a specific person with a different story. Like people show up as the version you anticipate them to. Mm-hmm. Assumptions harden into fact. Yeah, exactly. Like you, um, if you have an argument with somebody a disagreement with somebody and you fall out with them it doesn't mean that they are like a bad person whatever they did because to another person they might be they might show up completely differently like that's not what is dependent on so it's never about the other person because should we talk a bit about where you've come from as far mm-hmm. as like romantic relationships go because again like we said same coin completely opposite sides yeah absolutely um I was going to talk about my journey a bit in the sense that we've kind of touched on it because I came to like this idea of manifestation from an element of control. And when it comes to romantic relationships for a long time, and I've, I've addressed this in previous episodes, I would not admit to myself that this is something that I want out of protection. This was my ego being like, okay, if I don't say that I want it, then nobody can hurt me. Uh, Because I'm not going to let anyone in. (laughs) Vulnerability? Who's that? And if something goes wrong, then I can say, I told you so. (laughs) So that was me. Um, So it took me a really long time to even admit that actually this is something that I really want and that I've always wanted always wanted which again like you said before is natural and normal and like I think as humans like why wouldn't you want to have one person or loads of people around you to like share growing through life with that sounds lush (laughs) like especially if you see people as your mirrors almost like an experience of learning more about yourself yeah you know like it's like if we see all of us as one why wouldn't we all want to like intertwine and merge into like one big thing? Well, know? and I think we've we've talked about this off pod before as well about like our friend group and how like there have been kind of moments with all of our different relationship dynamics where we all kind of have that thing of of having this moment of being like, oh, I see why maybe we're having a bit of a difficult time. It's because we're reflecting each other back to each other and we don't like 
yeah. yeah. But we always really kind of try and hold ourselves accountable because we know that the love we have for each other is more important than any of that. Exactly. Exactly. And that's where love becomes unconditional, right? Ugh. Like I I don't think there is anything that any of the people I really, really love could do that would make me stop loving them. Maybe I would even cut ties with them. Like it's not about the external situation. There might be some things where I would set strong boundaries and say, okay, like I cannot be with you anymore. But I like I, I would never stop loving any of the people I love. Mm. Full stop. I feel so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> so I never admitted that to myself. But I've always wanted it. And I've always kind of like almost kept it a secret. I wouldn't like tell anybody. And then when I came to like the manifestation community and I was like, oh, I can make shit happen. Um, I did. And but there, there was always an element of control. So it was never long lasting. I did have like manifestations um, in terms of like romantic interactions and relationships that were like it was so clear that I was doing it and that I had shifted Um, but it wasn't sustainable because I was still doing it to source something outside of myself Mm, the the it's almost like the the idea of control was the validation in and of itself yeah yeah ego wanting to be right yeah there you go (laughs) And not only that, I kind of closed myself because I was still in fear because of that. I was like, this one thing cannot happen. I want this one thing to happen. So I was still in fear. And that meant the ego was much stronger than like my true natural state, which I believe is love. So I was having massive walls up still because I was still so... My, my desire for true, unconditional, embodied love was strong, but it was not as strong as the fear of failure, the fear of being hurt, the fear of things not working out, the fear of a broken heart. That fear was so much stronger that I always had protection around me. I all I, I would never go all in. I would never like fully commit. I would have so many fears and doubts, which is normal. It's normal to have fears and doubts, especially if you're like trying to manifest something consciously or someone. Especially if it's important to you. Romantic relationships are so much such an important topic and such a um a topic that people talk about more because it's so emotionally charged, right? Like it's so important to us. It's much, it's usually much more important to us than materialistic stuff, even if we care about that too, you know? I'd even say, I'd even like, I'd even argue a tiny bit that people who put a lot of um, validation into material things are doing so because they've had such shit luck with looking for that in people that yeah. they go, ah, well, at least the things aren't going to like. It's other another form of validation. Yeah, exactly. Another form of quote-unquote love Love. yeah Yeah. exactly yeah I had my walls up I was I I was so afraid of being hurt that I didn't go all in and essentially and I think that's like two of the most important things the first one we already touched on right in the beginning of this episode which is worthiness self-concept self-image self-love 
really like knowing that you are deserving and worthy of this love that you want or whatever else that you desire. Not because you're special in any way. Not because you're like you have certain abilities or you look beautiful or whatever, but simply because you're fucking born. Mm-hmm. Simply because you exist. Mm-hmm. You know, like what what I also ask myself, like when I'm like, I why can I not manifest this? Why is this not working? I'm like other people are doing it. What makes me think I'm so fucking special that I can't? <laughs> if other people can, then I can. You know. <laughs> um, so that's the first thing. It was like self concept, self worth, self love. The other very important component for me is opening your heart. And that was one that was the hardest for me to crack. To really like be authentic and vulnerable and open about what I want, about what I feared, all of these things, like really putting it out into the world and not being afraid of what other people think, not being afraid of what might happen, not being afraid of the unknown, because that was my barrier. That was my quote unquote block for such a long time that I would still have this yeah this wall up like the person I was in love with could write up ask me how I felt about them and I would have lied because I would have been scared to admit how I felt out of fear of being hurt out of fear of it not working out and if you're already in fear you're not in the right state. And that's kind of what it comes down to at the end of the day is your state, your internal state of being. So you don't have to fake it. You don't have to pretend you believe something that you don't. Um, you don't have to imagine because, yes, imagination creates, cre- creates reality. You don't have to imagine every tiny detail and every tiny circumstance and micromanage and control. As I said, it's not about control. It's not about micromanaging. If you have a desire, it's yours to have. And what you need to do is to surrender to that, to trust that, rather than trying to control something because control still comes from fear. Mm -hmm. Trying to um, desperately control your reality means you're fearful that it's actually not working out you're actually not believing you're actually not trusting the process if you really trust you're not going to be concerned about every single circumstance and that state is also like an internal internal feeling it's not about like visualizing the best possible outcome it's about a feeling of essentially a feeling of love and wholeness and unity when I think about the success that I've had in manifesting romance in my life, it's never really been when I've imagined the specific person doing something, be, being with them, whatever the case may be. Those things did come true. That does work. Yes, it does. But that was never long lasting. As, as Neville Goddard says as well, like go straight to the end don't mess with the middle right so that was kind of trying to micromanage things when things have instantly fallen into into place was when I didn't even focus on the stuff outside of me when I didn't overthink any circumstance when I didn't try to shape and create a story around something but when I just like dropped into this feeling of wholeness this feeling of unity this feeling of complete unconditional love 
Because at the end of the day, everything is going to fade away. This person that you're with or that you want to be with will also eventually pass away. Mm. But that love that you have for this person, with this person, that's eternal. Yeah, infinite. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you always need to bear in mind. Like nobody can ever take that away from you. So yeah, for, for me, my journey has been full of learning also to like kind of process my childhood trauma and I've done a lot of inner child work and um, lots of shadow work as well which is kind of similar to what you said in the beginning about like um, looking at the worst case scenario in this whole like manifestation community this is like not recommended because you don't want to like shift into that state but it's not about shifting into that state it's about observing acknowledging the fear and observing it because when you do that it loses its power yeah exactly as that's what I was gonna say for me it's a it's a um it's a way to practice empowerment actually yeah because if you can if you can sit with the discomfort yeah with the literal worst fear and look it in the face and be like I'm not scared of you Yeah. yeah 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 like you're all right actually then you turn around you realize the person that that like the ego that's trying to be like, no, but it's really bad. You're like, mm-hmm. I know you're trying to protect me, but in the end, like, we're good. Yeah. We, we're going to be okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and I think there is, uh, there's something that you said that really resonated with me because um, with like the sense of, the sense of control, mm-hmm. um, because I think, and I think I've mentioned this on one of our previous episodes, um, there was a point a couple of years ago when I started going back to therapy where my anxiety that I had when I was a child came back in full fucking force. And the way that that spilled out into my relationship was what it did was it, it, it caused me to interact with my partner regarding my mental illness in a way that I didn't realize until much later was me trying to protect myself. Yeah. Okay. So instead of opening up and saying to Jamie, um, I'm struggling with suicidal ideation. I've thought regularly every single day about jumping out the window. I really don't like myself. I struggle to see why you like me. Mm -hmm. Um, I struggle to see why you love me. I struggle to understand why you're still here Mm because I'm not nice to you. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of saying all those things, I would say something that was much more like arm's distance, like I'm really struggling right now and leave it at that. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't understand why he wasn't able to support me. Yeah. But it was a, it was a way to, yeah, it was a, it was a way to keep that control Mm -hmm. to, to be like, well, um, at, at least I know at least I, I, you know, quote unquote, know. Almost self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah. genuinely, 120%. Um, and it's hilarious seeing it from such a distance um, because it was one of a culmination of many things that almost led to Jamie and I not being together anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we are very, very communicative. Even when we're not communicating with each other in a way that's beneficial, we always talk about everything. Yeah. Um. And this includes the possibility of maybe we're not the right people for each other anymore. I think, by the way, that's such an important thing to consider. Every healthy relationship I know, and also like the way I perceive relationships now, 
I especially want to say this to people who want to manifest or are in the process of manifesting a specific person. You need to be in a union with them to the point where you would be okay if they left eventually. Like, that's what love is. Yeah. It's knowing that maybe it's not going to last and that's okay. Yeah. Like, and it's, and that's the thing is that, and Jamie and I have talked about this a number of times. It, I mean, like I said, it came. And see, there's no fear there. No. It's just like a rational, this might happen. And I not, don't want it to and it probably won't, but it could. And not having fear doesn't mean that you're not willing to come to terms with the fact that it, it could hurt yeah. like hell, like really fucking badly. Because depending on how that goes, let's say the situation was Jamie comes to me one day and he says, you know, you're always going to be an important person to me, but I'm not in love with you anymore. Mm -hmm. That sucks. But at the end of the day, I want him to be happy. Yeah. And I know he wants the same for me. And we're not, it's not worth standing in each other's way for what kind of, and also like, not only is that selfish, but like, why do you want to hold on to a person that doesn't love you anymore? absolutely like then you're again then it's about control then it's about wanting to be right then it's not about love and that's like when i think it shows more respect for yourself yeah to be like i know i deserve to be with someone who worships the ground that i walk on yeah or you know with people if you're polyam or whatever like i know i deserve to i know i deserve a love um you know, like we said, that's infinite. Yeah. <laughs> like, and kind of like this, um, these two points that I mentioned about like self-worth, self-concept and an open heart, authenticity, vulnerability. Um, for me, these kind of came hand in hand. As soon as I felt deserving, I wasn't afraid to say, hey, actually, my life goal is to be in a loving union. Like, I want a stable, committed, beautiful relationship. I, like, I was too afraid to say that before because I didn't believe I could have it because I didn't believe I was worth it. So every, everything really changes with that state of being. And if your state of being is love you're going to be to the person you love the way you just described. You're like, you're going to want the best for them. Whatever that means for like the circumstances is not irrelevant because yes, it would still hurt if it fell apart. You still want what you want, but it's not like the be all end all. The be all end all is the state, the state of love. Mm -hmm. And if you're in the state um, and essentially how do you drop into that state? It's just to, like ask yourself if you're not there yet how does it feel to be the person who has exactly that relationship who would I be how would I walk about what thoughts would I be having what how would I treat the negative thoughts that I'm having right now if I was that person if I was secure in this if I like if I already had this relationship how would I approach the world? And you don't even need the answer for that. But no. just asking yourself already like without pressure already kind of like merges you with that. And I think um, you hit on something that really resonates with me about authenticity because 
I think when Jamie and I had the serious talk where we weren't really sure it was going to happen, it was either in late 2019 or the very, very beginning of 2020. Um, and that, that whole discovery of coming out and realizing that I wasn't actually really saying what was in my heart to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then making a commitment to, to really be more open like that with him, to really say what, what it was that I was really feeling because like if you're saying this not to make anything happen but for yourself nothing can go wrong like because the reaction is not as relevant like of course you want a certain reaction like you you want them to support you but you're not doing it for that purpose to get a certain reaction you're doing it for the sake of your being well, and I think it's that fear of rejection, isn't oh, it? Like, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, I'd still been with him for, what, almost a decade? And I was still, for some reason, something inside of me was like, he's not going to love you as much if you, like, yeah. or like, this is going to, there was a there was a thing that was like, uh, this is too much. This is going to be too much. I'm going to scare him off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but th- that was, that whole setup was to say, like, this practice and authenticity and opening up and being vulnerable and being really truly more myself led to what like six months later I was like also by the way I'm (laughs) non-binary just so everyone can know because oh wow this whole being authentic thing is delicious and it had a ripple effect so much happier (laughs) like yeah it has a ripple effect and I noticed this as well like the same for me with the like opening my heart it had a ripple effect on other areas of my life as well yeah and how people treat me in general again coming down uh, coming back to self-concept because I was like truly myself no matter what people said no matter what happened around me like it it was reflected back to me like because there is no fear there is no fear anymore and even when fears prop, like crop up, I just see them as what they are, as a fear, a very human, natural emotion that doesn't inherently harm me unless I let it. Yeah, it's almost like it's almost like when you see old classmates, when you run into old classmates, when you go home, when you're kind of like, oh, you we didn't like each other when we went to school, but like <laughs> you're there and like, we have to be in this space together. So that's cool. What's up? Yeah. It's like acknowledging it without inviting it in. Yeah, without, like, exactly. Integrate. Well, integrating it, but not embodying it. Yeah. And that's something that I think took me a really long time to figure out. Yeah. Um, but it is possible. And I also like the last thing I want to say, well, I have more notes, but I think we can address that another time talking about, the importance of being in the state and it aligns with what we've spoken spoken about about like you're doing this thing like same as when you set boundaries you do it for you what the other person does with that boundary yes you have a preference but it's not really you're not trying to make something happen to that I also want to say the state is always the only thing that matters the action you're taking doesn't really matter I had the other week I had somebody ask me um so they wanted to manifest a new romantic relationship. Obviously, we're in a global pandemic. Um, probably not that easy to meet new people right now. And they were like, can I use dating apps? Or is that 
because I've been doing like my meditations and I've been shifting into the state and I honestly feel like I feel whole I feel like I'm ready for it um which like I don't even know if I like the word ready I because we're always ready Mm. it's more like yes you're allowing it in yeah you're you're wanting to receive it rather than having the walls up it's not about being ready but anyways they were like I'm like I'm ready I know it's coming I can feel it like they were in a good state and they were like can I use dating apps and my answer was yes you can but it does depend on the state it's coming from I can be be like I'm using a dating app out of fear because I think that's the only way it can happen Mm. and that would be me trying to control the how or I can use a dating app because it just feels fun and natural and I just want to make connection and it's just one of the avenues I see. Or the other way around, I cannot use a dating app because it just doesn't feel aligned. Just I'm in the state, but I just don't feel like I want to. Or I can refuse to use a dating app because I'm like, no, I want this to happen in a quote-unquote natural way. It cannot happen through a dating app because that would not be manifestation which would be complete resistance and also coming from fear. Um, So I just wanted to point that example out of that question because it's not the action that matters. You can take different, like regardless of the action that you take, the state it's coming from is important. Like I can be on a dating app and be in a good state and then that's the right action or it can be on a, um, on a dating app in a desperate state looking same, for validation yeah same action completely different state completely different outcome mm. I guess for me like my question would be yeah because I immediately thought like like are you absolutely sure that you're not just doing it for validation mm-hmm. like 100% because that's that would be my thing that's um, that's why I like I wasn't on date like there were like three years or something I literally like did not even consider dating didn't go on dating apps because I had a time in my life um for a couple of years when I would literally use dating apps for validation and I was in a very insecure place oh, yeah. where I would be very unworthy feel very unworthy and I would use dating apps just for quick validation and it kind of led to me making the decision I have nothing against dating apps, but it led to me making the decision. I cannot use a dating app unless it feels fully aligned and natural to me. And it's not something like as soon as I have like an inkling of, oh, this validation feels good. Uh-uh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I got to stop that. Yeah, I think the other thing, um, the other thing for me is just thinking about your, your, uh, Neville Goddard's teachings mm-hmm. which is that if you're living in the end why are you on a dating app mm-hmm. you already have your person yeah <laughs> that being said like I know people um that have just opened a dating app it's just because sometimes you get like an inspired action oh yeah of course yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. that just happens but it's not something that you have to overthink and that's that was kind of my point with that question Although that person was technically in a good state, or it seemed that way, if they have to ask that question, like, quote-unquote, am I allowed to do that, you, you're probably fearful in a way. Exactly. And I think that's my thing, too, is because if you, if you run through the gamut of, like, 
of like, oh, I'm living in the end, da 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 then you're also not putting so much stock into it. And if it does feel like an inspired action, then it's probably there for a reason. Yeah. 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 And it almost like an inspired action happens automatically. I it, I don't even use the term inspired action. I usually say automatic action or natural action mm. because it just happens. It's nothing. I like, like that. Like I always say, like the bridge of events that unfolds on the way to your desire you only realize that that was part of the bridge when you look back in the at past, it, not yeah. when you're in it. Yeah. So it's the same with like those automatic, inspired, natural actions. They just happen. And then afterwards, you're like, oh, this thing that I felt drawn to do that I did led me exactly here. We still have <laughs> a few other topics, but we're already an hour in. So um, I smell a part two. I, yeah, I would say like, there's actually two parts we could cover um, in two more episodes. Excellent. I think we could cover um, because we didn't really talk about specific people, mm. like manifesting a specific person. So we can do that as a separate episode. And also the concept of everyone is you pushed out. Yes. Which was on the radar anyway. The idea that everyone is your mirror. So we're going to do those in separate episodes and we're going to leave it here. I'm excited yeah <laughs> i hope you guys are excited too <laughs> um i hope this clubhouse thing worked um yeah and if uh those of you listening on clubhouse um i think we've got one person right now yeah we've got mary hi hi mary <laughs> um if uh if you enjoyed this because i think we were thinking about like maybe what if we did want to do interactive stuff one time. yeah um would you be interested in an interactive thing does that make sense or um, are you happy to just listen to us chatter away? Yeah. And if we do interactive stuff, I mean, Clubhouse is a new app. I am I think it's going to be the app of the year, to be honest. So we could do it on here. We could also do Instagram Lives mm. occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit of video interaction. So, yeah, um, I'm excited. We're going to end it here. Those, those of you listening live, <laughs> one person. <laughs> Have a lovely Saturday. The best. Um, and also for podcast purposes, a reminder for everyone where to find us uh, on Instagram at Mindless Podcast and on Facebook, same name, Mindless. Uh, Gmail is bemoremind.less at gmail.com. See, I can never remember this. Because <laughs> I have to log into it every single time I go to the drive. <laughs> oh, no. um, you can find Lorena at, at Lorena Shoot. Yes, and my website, lorenashoot.com. Um, I'm trying to create more content, so I'm I'm aiming to have at least a couple of articles out every month and a couple of videos out every month. I'm now on YouTube. I haven't published a video yet, but it's Ooh-hoo-hoo. happening. Ooh-hoo-hoo. I think by the time this goes live, um, nice. it will, it, like things will be out. I'm terrified, but it's cool. See, transcend the fears. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you can find me at pathos tarot, both on Facebook and Instagram and pathos.tarot at gmail.com. Um, I have come back off of my quote unquote, very long winter holiday, um, on Instagram. So, and I've actually got slots filling up for next week. So DM to book. Yay. Yeah. I also have an announcement because I think this episode is supposed to go live on the 13th of February. That sounds right. Yes. Um, So tomorrow, if you're listening to the edited version, I'm holding a workshop all on self-love. So you can still book in if you're if you're quick. Uh, It's going to be at 
2 p.m. GMT. So add or subtract for your time, time zone. zone. Um, and yeah, it's going to be all about self-love, like how I define self-love. And it's not going to be the usual self-love stuff. Uh, I have an article on it on my website as well. If you want more of a perspective on how I see self-love, we've also done an episode on self-love, which we can link in the show notes below. Um, and we can also link our other manifestation episodes below, by the yes. way, so people can refer to those to get some more like um 101 yeah like the foundation um and yeah the workshop is gonna involve like self-love practices journaling prompts um the physical aspect of self-love self-love in an emotional sense so that is inner child work trauma um self-love and relationships self-love in a spiritual context um, as I said, practices. I'm going to have a full one-hour breathwork session in there as well, all on the theme of self-love. And then there's going to be a Q&A slash life coaching, so you can ask me anything you want. Um, and it's the regular price is £25, but I have a sliding scale payment at the moment. So if you can't pay that much, you can pay uh, the minimum, which I think is £18 at the moment. So yeah, um, I would love to see you. And um, I think that's, that's us. Yay. Uh, as always, we love y'all infinitely and endlessly. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.